You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by WeVibe. Looking for the perfect Valentine's Day gift for you or your partner? Look no further than WeVibe. WeVibe creates some of our favorite sex toys, and they are known for their couple's vibrators. This Valentine's Day, they're offering my listeners a special 5% discount on any product at we-vibe.com. Just use promo code HOLLY. That's we-vibe.com. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, And as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer, Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. You guys, I'm so excited. All the culmination of my hard work and all of the people at my Patreon who supported me so I could afford to do this. I actually went to the 2020 AVN show in Las Vegas, and I recorded my podcast from the Adult Time booth. The result was a lot of really amazing interviews with some of your favorite adult stars. In fact, I got so many interviews that I have to split them up into four different episodes. And because I have so much content, I'm bringing you guys two episodes a week for two weeks starting today. So enjoy part one of my interviews from the Adult Time booth at the AVN 2020 convention. Hello, everybody. I am Holly Randall, and I am doing my podcast live from the AVN 2020 convention floor. We are here at the Adult Time booth, and my first guest, who wasn't planned, but he walked over here looking so attractive that I just had to throw him in the seat, is the one and only Michael Vegas. I saw your beautiful golden locks, and I had to come over here and look at them. Thank you. We both have beautiful golden locks, come to think about it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so, uh, you were actually just on my show, this and it was a very well received episode. I had so much feedback, so many guys that were so happy that we talked about, you know, anal play with men and destigmatizing it. And I think I mentioned it to you, and I definitely talked about it in my intro. But honestly, you really made me think differently about male sexuality. And it's interviews with people like you that make me love doing this so much because it's just, it's this wonderful opportunity for me to learn from other people and it's to expand my mind and to challenge my own internal biases. And there's so many moments that this podcast feels really rewarding, but your episode was especially that. And I've told everybody that. Uh, Thank you so much. I've gotten so much positive feedback about it. And for the exact same reasons, like 
there is so much stigma surrounding male self-pleasure when it comes to anal stuff. Yeah. Or like, not even just self-pleasure, but just pleasure in general surrounding anal. Yeah. It all of a sudden makes you gay if you touched your butthole or thought about your butthole. Right. But, you know, just getting people to cut through the veil of bullshit so that they can enjoy their own lives on their own terms is what it's really all about. Yeah, absolutely. And not only just that, but also, too, how quickly we are to jump to titling someone as gay. Right. And that stigma that comes across. What is even gay? Yeah, Like, there's so many things in between that, like... Come on. And how we're so concerned about, you know, keeping male sexuality as this strictly defined thing. Um, as I said before, we often just talk about female sexuality, but you really made me think about the flip side. And you made me recognize that all of these things that are holding all of us back from exploring our true sexual selves is really just ourselves. Yeah. You know, it's society. And we can all change the way that we see things, but we need to hear from people like you to make us look at things in a different light. And that's how we grow and evolve as people. Yeah. And that song, meet new friends, keep the old, one is silver and the other is gold. Yeah. Well, if your friends that you currently have aren't down with something that you want in your life, make some fucking new friends. Yeah. And, and you will have people around you that will support you in the things that you like. And there's so much fear of like, oh my God, if I come out about this, if I come out about my sexuality, all of a sudden people are going to not want to hang out with me. They'll feel uncomfortable around me. I won't have anybody to talk to or be around. Right. It's like, it feels like your world's going to collapse. But yeah. Like, that's not the case. Most likely they don't give a fuck. They will probably be 100% more happy for you that you're doing something that you love and are yeah. passionate about. And just, just live. Everybody, you'll, you'll get the support that you need eventually. Right. Yeah, exactly. From the right people. From the right people. Kind of helps you weed out the, the wrong people in your life as well. 100%. You know? Yes. So. When, when you have people that will all of a sudden try to throw you in the garbage for one reason or another, it's like, oh, you'll do that for this, you'll do it for any reason, won't you? Yeah. Okay. If I'm not going with your agenda, then I'm, I'm trashed you. That's right. fine. I don't need you in my life. Right, right, right. <laughs> now I know. Yeah. So I do have to keep all of these interviews to like 15 minutes, which sucks because when I have people like you, like we could just sit here and talk forever about so many things. Even the hour long episode that we did together felt too short. Never enough time. But I do want to quickly talk about you directing for adult time because that's something that we didn't really touch on in your episode. Yes. We were actually here at the adult time booth and I had the great fortune of getting to direct my first movie for adult time. I have acted for them numerous times in various different characters and I finally just ended up in the right place at the right time to ask the right people for a chance to do it and I did it and it worked can you tell us anything about it or uh, is it still a secret uh, it's secret, but it's, okay. um, you know, some, some milfy house mom, powerful woman, trying to get the value out of her repairman that she had paid for and he wasn't giving. <laughs> and another one that was like, it was really tense. I realized at the end of it, I held my breath through the, almost the entire shot. It's like a really long, tense shot. Mm. It's like... <sighs> and then it finally happened, like, that... It's a sneaking scene, and so you can't touch the people mm-hmm. while they're asleep, obviously, for right. some reason. Right, right, right. So it's like peeling back covers and like almost getting caught a bunch of times. And yeah. finally what ends up doing it is he drools on her, and that's what wakes her up. 
<laughs> Isn't it funny these strange little rules that we have yeah. in adult? It's like you can't touch somebody. Like literally, you cannot touch someone while they're sleeping. This is like a compliance rule with shooting porn. But you can like slap someone in the face and like stick weird things in their butt, it's and like crazy. it's just so bizarre. And Susie Q and I were talking about how it actually makes porn writing easier because we have a set of rules where you yeah. like okay. You have to stay within this. Those are your limits. I'm yes. Like, Great. Now I don't think have to think of anything that I can do. It's like here's some rules. We'll, yeah. we'll keep it simple. Some of us need we need boundaries. Yeah. yeah. We'll go crazy. <laughs> Overall, what was the experience like working behind the camera as opposed to in front of the camera? So much fun. I feel that I have the ability to help people empathize with characters and to like really hit comedic timing on things, and um, it's just feeling what they're doing versus just doing it from a line delivering standpoint and I feel that getting these people to connect slightly deeper just gets the roles out of them yeah, I've been a performer and so being a director I'm able to relate to them I feel like a level of comfort shows up a mm-hmm. level of understanding it's really nice yeah I think it, I think that it, it, it's wonderful how we are like this little family so when people move to the other side of the camera from a performer to a director because I actually just did a panel about this um, for Xbiz. Rather than, I don't know, people maybe being, I don't even want to say jealous, but maybe not supporting somebody moving over to the side, like, oh, you're just a performer, what do you know? Like, there's so much support and camaraderie around that thing. I really love how a lot of the times, and obviously this doesn't always happen because we're human beings, but a lot of times we really root for each other when we kind of, you know, try other career paths or, like, move up the ladder in some way. And um, I just, that's what I love about our our industry like it feels very much like a community in that way yeah definitely it's like we're a community of people that we're willing to really be themselves in so many ways right and right. that's why we can't hang out with others in a lot of ways because they're willing to attack us for being ourselves so yeah. when you stick to this you know adult industry pool of people there is this desire to see your friends succeed and to go on and do things so there's you get this extra support of like yeah we're doing it we're showing them in the face of adversity anyway Right. Yeah, I think that, you know, being labeled the black sheep of the entertainment industry and kind of being, you know, pushed off to the side and off to the corner brings us all together in, in some way, which I find lovely and charming and all kinds of endearing. It's so nice. It's, this, that's why I like coming to these conventions, because I see so many people that I care about in one place at mm-hmm. the same time. It's just like... And it's nice to meet the fans face to face and have them tell you like how much your work means to them and and how it helps them either get past uh, you know sexual uh, hangups or you know appreciate different kinds of kink or whatever the case may be and it's just really lovely to you know kind of find all these sex positive people in one place. Yeah, Makes you realize how many there are. I mean these conventions are huge, you know. Because sometimes when you go out in the mainstream world and you read all the negative comments on like YouTube or all the shit you get on Twitter, um, you're like, God, everybody hates sex. But then you come here to AVN and you're like, wait a minute, no, everybody loves sex. And all these people are willing to, you know, talk Just about that. Just remember, if anybody took their time to type even one letter to you on the internet, they like your stuff. That's true. That's true. <laughs> they spent their valuable time to hate you. <laughs> Jokes on them. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Michael. It's uh, so great to see you. Always a pleasure. And I appreciate you helping me kind of start off my first uh, live podcast. Kicking it on off here at AVN 2020. <laughs> get on down here and get your signatures and get your titties and your face. <laughs>
Hello, everybody. My second interview of the Avian 2020 show here at the Adult Time booth, and I have the beautiful Brooklyn Gray. Brooklyn, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. This is my first Avian, so this is a super sick experience. How is it? been for you so far? Is it like what you expected? Is it more than you expected? Less than what you expected? Well, yesterday I was only signing at the Motley booth, so I was there for a couple hours and I got to meet some fans which was so incredible to like put faces to these people that have been supporting me and showing me so much love on the internet. Right. And I get to sign with the company booth for the rest of the week, so I'll have a new experience with that. Mm -hmm. And it's been cool. I mean, I'm getting to see so many porn stars that I know and love and again, fans. It's, It's really cool so far. I'm really enjoying the time. Fantastic. And you're going to the awards on Saturday? Yes, I will be there. And obviously, it's your first award show since this is your first convention. So, first question that I have to ask you as a girl, do you know what you're wearing yet? I do know what I'm wearing. And it's so not what I pictured in my head. I like had this great idea of what I was going to wear, and then I went to execute it, and it's not as good. But I still think it's fun. It's something unique, something different. Yeah. And I'm excited to rock the red carpet. It'll be my first ABN red carpet, of course. So, excited. Um, so, have you been nominated? I have one scene that's nominated. It's a boy-boy-girl scene, so it's in the threesome category. It was done for Deeper.com, directed by Caden Cross, mm-hmm. with Owen Gray and Small Hands. And I have fingers crossed because I think that's my favorite scene that I've filmed thus far in my career. So I'm hoping it does well. And if not, it's such an honor to be nominated like alongside so many incredible performers. Right. So in my first year, it's it's so surreal. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about the scene? Oh, it was in her feature movie Drive. And okay. it's this really seedy scene that happens in an alley. It's like by a dumpster, these brick walls, concrete floors. And I just get absolutely destroyed and used. It's like I'm this girl leaving a sex club. And I'm with Small Hands. He's my mm-hmm. counterpart. And then we just find Owen Gray standing there. And I just decide that I want to fuck them both. So I wow. grab Owen by the tie and I bring him in and they just absolutely lose me to my fullest potential. It was so fun. Now you've come into this industry pretty strong. Like you came in and like right away you started doing some pretty intense scenes that were very notable and caught people's attention. So how does that reflect like your personal life? It's in funny terms of sex. because I feel like I've gotten niched into this really hardcore category. Like I'm doing a lot of really intense hardcore scenes, which I love. I'm mm-hmm. so kinky in my personal life. I love rough sex, but obviously nothing compared to what you're doing in your personal life compares to what you're doing on screen. Right, right. But I do, it's like performing on camera in these scenes is taking what I like in my personal life and just embellishing them and mm-hmm. pushing all of my sexual desires to the absolute brink. And it's helping me learn so much about my sexuality and what I like and what I don't like. And it's a really incredible way to explore all of my personal, physical, and mental boundaries. Right. What, in particular, is one thing that you have found that you like that you only discovered when you started doing porn? (laughs) I love being keyed on. Really? Yeah. And I will never forget this. When I turned 18, I was dating this guy. Well, not dating, whatever it was called. Yeah. And he asked me to pee on him. And I was like, I've always been one to be like, if you like it, I'll do it if it's going to turn you on. Because, you know, why have any inhibitions if you're having sex with someone you're comfortable with? Right. So I told him that I would and we never got around to it. And then I joined porn and someone asked to pee on me. And again, I was like, if this is going to turn you on... 
go for it. Yeah. Like, I'll do it. I'm here for it. Right. And I ended up really liking it, and I didn't think that it would be something I'm so into, but now I'm over here with urinal tattooed on the inside of my bottom lip, and I, I Wait, love do it. you really? I really oh do. Oh, my God. Can I see? Oh, my God. Can you show the camera? <laughs> That's amazing. We got to get a photo of that. Oh my yeah. God. That is so great. So what is it about being peed on that you think that you like? Is it just kind of like that sexy, like degradation? Cause I'll tell you, like, I love being degraded in bed. So like, okay, I'm yeah. just like, I'm, I'm like connecting with you here. Yeah. I, I love being degraded, mm-hmm. but the thing that really does it for me is I love to make people's wildest fantasies come true. Mm. I want to be someone who's going to get on my knees and do whatever you want, even if the next person won't. I want to do the things that the other people won't fulfill for you. And you know what's so interesting is that, you know, some people might hear that and go, oh, God, she likes being degraded, which means that, you know, she's giving up her autonomy and power and da 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 But I think there's so much power in bringing somebody else pleasure and being able to, like, take on that mantle of, like, oh, she won't do it, I'll do it. You know what I mean? I, I feel like it's so easy to look at it one way if you don't understand sexuality in the adult industry and, you know, how certain people's kinks work. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think of myself as a very empowered, strong woman. Yeah. And I think that it's extremely liberating and it's extremely powerful to be able to be so in touch with both sides of yourself. Right. Because I can get down and I can be degraded and I absolutely love it and I find pleasure in that. And I mm-hmm. think there's power in finding pleasure in that. Because mm-hmm. I think if you're secure enough in your own power, yes. you can learn to love the, the opposite side of it. Yeah, totally. I hear you. And, you know, I consider myself to be a pretty powerful woman. Like, I run my own business. I have people who work for me. (laughs) Thank you. Go on. What else about me? (laughs) But, um, and and I love being submissive in bed. And I think that for me, and I know this is the case for a lot of people, for example, a lot of doms that I know say a lot of their male clients are like high powered executives, like CEOs and stuff like that. And I think that for people like us, you know, sexuality, sex is like a release, right? Oh, so it's entirely. Like, we want to flip that script. We don't want to always be in charge. We don't want to always, always be, be strong. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There's something so nice about letting somebody else take charge and somebody else, like, yes. you know, kind of just let us just be like, what, do whatever you want to me. There's yeah. so much pleasure to be derived from that. There is. Yeah. It's it's really cool to feel so powerful in some regards and then to be able to let go of that yeah. and to just be, I love being used. I love being degraded. Yeah. Take that away from me for a little bit and let's yeah. have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, and there's something interestingly sexy about, like, if somebody says to me, you know, like, oh, you're just a dirty, worthless little whore. Because I know that I'm not. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, like, I'm, you know, I, I think if there was truth to that, I'd be like, oh, that right. hurts my feelings. But it's like, it's, it's like when something's funny because it's ironic. Ironic. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really easy. If you're insecure, you will start to take that to heart. You won't find pleasure in someone reassuring your insecurities. Yeah. But if you are secure enough and if you are strong enough, not that I'm saying you don't have to be strong to enjoy this, but I feel that I'm so strong in my... I feel very empowered. I'm a very strong woman. And I, I like to enjoy not feeling that way all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, So you've been in the adult industry for, what, like a year now? It's almost a year. It'll actually be a year year next month. So I'm almost there. Are you doing anything for your like your porno anniversary? Oh my god. I want to do a porno anniversary blow bang so bad. 
I've done a couple low bangs and they're my favorite thing, but I've only I think the biggest one I've done has been six guys and I want more. Really? Yes. Like what how many more? You know, I feel like you can only go up to a certain number before it becomes ridiculous. Like, yeah, like so <laughs> past the point of being something you can attainably do. Yeah. But like there's a 10? limit too. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll try 10. That's like I feel four like, more guys. I yeah, feel like you can, can take that. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've got two hands, two feet, a mouth. Wait, two feet? <laughs> the last time I did a blow bang, I had a cock in one hand, a cock in the other hand, a cock in my mouth, and then I had one between my feet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> I know, Just, right? Like, every single, every single every, appendage. Every orifice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about blow bangs do you like so much? Sucking cock is one of my favorite things. Really? I, I think of it as my strongest suit, mm. and I just absolutely love it. There's something about being surrounded. Like, yeah. So if I'm on my knees, obviously I have these men around me, and their dicks are face level with me, and the smell of cock is so good. Yeah. I was just sitting there and, and taking it in, and I, I, I love it. You know, it's funny because I know that there will be certain people that will listen to this and be like, oh, the smell of cock. And they think about, like, you know, the idea of, like, unwashed men. But I would like to point out that a lot of the male performers, like the professional ones, the ones that you're being booked with to shoot, these are all, like, very hygienic, very clean guys. Like, they shower before the scene. So, like, we're talking about, like, she likes to be surrounded by a bunch of good-smelling cock. Exactly. Not dirty, but, like, a little bit of your own scent. Like, your own scent. You've been a human being and you've had clothes on and you've maybe sweated a little bit. Totally. You know, just that must. And And I think that, too, you know, you talking about being love being surrounded by all that cock and that you know being, giving blowjobs is like your strongest suit I see that again as you kind of embracing your power you know and oh, your strength yeah. like that is what you're good at so like that's what you want to really yeah. you want to do that because I like do it and I want to like, show everyone exactly it's like I'm performance artist this is my art and oh cock sucking is totally an art if you do it the right way it is and I there's so much power it in it form. too yeah there really is because that is the ultimate ability to really give a man pleasure right because it's it's not just like him you know your vagina which is great I mean I'm sure oh, your yeah. vagina is wonderful <laughs> but you know what I mean there's so much like personal skill involved in like giving a blowjob because it's like your mouth and your tongue yeah. and your hand and like not and scraping with teeth total freedom to total do whatever freedom. you want and I find that blowjob or I guess oral sex in general eye contact during those things yeah. are one of the most intimate things I've ever experienced absolutely I can make eye contact with pretty much anyone during sex mm-hmm. but I cannot make eye contact with everyone during a blowjob it's this mm-hmm. level of intimacy that's it's so very vulnerable because yeah. this person is just in your hands entirely and technically, if you wanted to, you could bite his dick off. So they're yeah. also giving you a lot of power. Oh, yes. Just having them sit back, relax, and, like, having all that trust in you. Yeah. Yeah. So is there any particular um, porn star that you really looked up to coming into the industry? And has that changed at all? You know, it's funny because I was a huge porn consumer before I joined the industry. But mm-hmm. I never... I look at it now and I realize I was so consuming it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I never followed porn stars by name or companies. I just would look on Pornhub or whatever browser I was using and search whatever I wanted to see. But since I joined the industry, I I obviously have more appreciation for the actual performers and the companies. And now I have so many that I look up to. And Adriana Chechik is a huge role model Mm -hmm. for me. She is absolutely incredible. The things that that woman does with her ass 
asshole. It's incredible. Oh, baffle me. Yeah. And her deep throat skills are amazing. Yeah. I think every performer I've seen that's a, a good, notable performer, I I appreciate for their performance skill. Mm-hmm. And I could name so many people, but Chechik is one of my biggest role models, I'd say. Yeah. And the great thing about her, too, is that she's one of those people who really loves her job. Like, she does. She is, of course, doing a performance, but she also, like, would do that anyways. Like, yeah, that's very much her. Yeah. You and know? I got to do a scene with her um, a few months ago, or I don't know, maybe longer than that. But it's so, like, working with her is incredible because you don't feel like you're working with this big shot. Mm-hmm. I very much felt on the same plane when mm-hmm. she was talking to me and interacting with me and working with me. And that's so refreshing to see yeah. somebody come, I don't want to say come down to my level, but like, see eye to eye with you yeah. and to appreciate you for where you're at right. in your performance level and just take that and work with you and that's a skill that not everyone has and I so appreciate that about her yeah oh my gosh Brooklyn thank you so much <laughs> I can't wait to bring you back and come and do a full episode because I feel like there's so much we could talk about but for now I'm going to have to let you go I know you have another um, booth that you're going to to go sign yeah can you let everybody know where they can find you on social media yes I'm on Twitter and Instagram my Twitter is Brooklyn Gray triple X Gray with an A and then my Instagram is Brooklyn Gloves (laughs) (laughs) of course it is (laughs) fantastic well best of luck tonight at the actually it's not tonight today's Thursday I am totally up okay me too (laughs) best of luck on Saturday at the Avian Awards thank you so much and thank you so much for having me I can't wait to come back thank you Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by WeVibe. Want to spice up your sex life this Valentine's Day? WeVibe has just launched a brand new couples vibrator, the Chorus. Chorus is the most intuitive couples vibrator by WeVibe ever. Some of its cutting edge features include adjustable fit. You can wear it during sex and it adjusts to fit your body for just right stimulation on both the clit and the G-spot. The squeeze remote. The tighter you squeeze, the stronger the vibration gets, and vice versa. And the coolest part, the WeConnect app, which lets your partner connect to your vibrator from anywhere in the world, allowing you both to enjoy long-distance intimacy. So, this Valentine's Day, make sure that you check them out at we-vibe.com and get 5% off for Holly Randall Unfiltered listeners only by using my code Holly. So don't forget for the most spectacular Valentine's Day ever, just use promo code Holly at we-vibe.com. That's Holly at we-vibe.com. All right, I have Cody Steele here at the Adult Time booth at Avian 2020. Cody, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm surviving, so we're good. Yeah. How's the show been for you so far? So it's been good. Yeah. yeah. Been just going around seeing everybody. It's nice to see everybody all in one place. So. It is, all right? Yeah. Sorry, I forgot to set the timer. No, you're okay. okay. All right. Now we're on the clock. Now we're on the clock. Be interesting in 15 minutes. Hurry. I love the show. Everything is amazing. <laughs> so, Cody was just the star in my latest Wicked movie, Best Friends, Better Lovers, yeah. which came out really, really good. Um, I just want to say you and Eliza were awesome. You guys both played your roles really well. I have to say, when I wrote the script, and I purposely wrote it a little bit shorter than my other ones because I don't want to do incredibly long days and only have two days to shoot it. So I wrote it a little bit simpler. So I was kind of like, the 
it's okay. Like, I wasn't all that excited about it. I'm like, this movie's going to be like, eh, whatever. But seeing you and Eliza bring the characters to life and seeing the final cut, I was like, oh my gosh, this turned out so much better than I thought. And honestly, it all is, like, is thanks to you guys. Awesome. You Thank guys you. did a great job. Thank you so much for that, too, because, yeah, it was just, it was really fun to, like, you know, like you said, the script wasn't insanely long or that no. intensive as far as what it was, but it gave you more, I guess, room to just put your own personal spin on what that character would have done. Yeah. So I was like, I really liked the interaction that Small Hands and I had. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the most hilarious yeah, part where I'm funny. just like, okay, what is this guy doing? And then this is like, yeah, but I think it was really fun. Well, also, yeah. I think um, one of my favorite parts was, you know, when Eva, as the Polish landlady, and I've showed that clip to so many people, and everybody was like, I don't know how Cody didn't start laughing hysterically when she, in that last scene where she's like touching your face. She broke me like two times. She literally did. She just grabs me and I'm like, I can't hold this together much longer. It was like, so good. So good. So, Cody, I want to ask you about a story you kind of briefly told me. Um, people love like crazy stories from porn right. sets. And it's funny because people ask me this all the time. Like, what's your crazy story from set? And they're usually not as interesting as one would think. It's usually having to do with like a disaster with the location. Right. Like the owner. Not, no, or yeah, yeah. Or not knowing like exactly what I'm shooting or like the fucking cop showing up or like, I mean, those are the stories that I have. Those are not particularly sexy. You, might, you fucked on my wife's good couch. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. You got <laughs> oh, okay. makeup on this couch right. or like you broke this vase or whatever. Right. But you have a story. Um, I'm just going to let you tell that story. I'm not going to ruin yeah, it for yeah, everybody. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, when when we shoot gangbangs or anything that involves, like, you know, anal, mm-hmm. uh, obviously editors do a really great job of fixing a lot of that in post for us. You know, things yes. that might happen. You can use your imagination, and I'm sure you'll be able to figure out what can happen when you're in that situation. Yes. So, obviously, no offense to these girls, because these girls do amazing things with their buttholes. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah. It's, I'm like, I could never. No. I'm like, that's just crazy. Yeah. So, um, given that, obviously, there's lots of preparation that goes in for these things, which causes different parts of your body to function in different ways. So, we're doing the scene. Uh, we're in downtown LA in a rented dungeon. So there are dungeons out there that you can rent that have kink tools already set up, the whole thing, whole nine yards, so you can have fun in a play space that looks like built for that without having to like make it on your own. Right. So we rent these sometimes to shoot because uh, they fit exactly what we're looking for. And we were downtown shooting the scene, and it was a gangbang, and we were like angle and DP and all that stuff. And. Um, we get into the scene, and obviously these scenes go through. People have watched these. It's a low job for quite a while. And then we go to vaginal sex, and then we go to anal. And there's bathrooms on set. We've been given breaks quite a few times, and we're getting through the scene, and we're and we're doing it. And the scene's going great. I mean, the whole thing's with the performer that was in that I'm talking about. She was killing it. Like we're going good, and we get partway through the anal part. I think it might have been in DP. And basically, they had had enough, or we were in a a tie, they were tying her up, so there's a certain amount of time we have on each position before we have to move on. And she didn't leave any notice to any of us, didn't say anything about it, wasn't having any problems or anything like that, and she just nonchalantly, as easy as it would be to just, you know, 
pick up your phone or like get off the couch, she just got off the top of the table we were on and proceeded to squat and go to go to the bathroom, take a shit in the middle of the floor. And the bathroom is 15 feet away. Like if we see she's you like, holding no. it and running, like we get what you're doing. Yeah. We understand we've all been around the block. These are seasoned performers. Yeah. No one's new. No one's freaking out about it. Right. And she just proceeded to go ahead and squat as if this was a normal occurrence for her. <laughs> and the director that I had that day, like literally Olympic curling style, grabs a trash can and just slides it and it lands right underneath her and happens to catch it as it's happening. That is and epic! We were just all amazed because we are like... The bathroom's right there. Like you didn't, you didn't give us any signal. You didn't say, "Oh, oh it's a problem." And like we cut real quick, and you jumped off, and like this was as far as you could go. Right. You acted as if this was just something that you would do in your own home. And yeah. I'm like, uh, we're all just like, <laughs> okay, I guess she was literally just gonna shit on the floor in a dungeon that like we rented as well too. Like this is a play space. This is not somewhere where you're supposed to be. I'm like, but yeah, wow. It was. It was uh, that was an interesting day for me. That was a first. I've never had I've had that happen with things that were like, you know, accidents. But yeah. Not anything where it seemed as though the person was just like, this is perfectly fine. Let's just go ahead and let it go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That was an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have quite a few people ask me, um, you know, what do you do in anal if someone like poops on set or, you know, shit comes out? And it's just like, you know, like you said, especially if you're a seasoned performer or director you know these are extremes that we're pushing people's bodies to so when things like that happen it's just like it's kind of par for the course right nobody freaks out yeah it's just one of those things it's one of those things where you've been around the block enough it's not a big deal like we understand this thing and obviously we don't put it to the final cut for very good reasons but right right, right. we don't need to ruin your boner with that but at the same time for us it doesn't you can't miss a beat you're a professional you're on set this is your job right it happens to be that your job today has some risks and this is one of those risks and if it happens it happens yeah yeah exactly and you know porn is a fantasy and um these things are not always smooth and there are missteps sometimes along the way and you know that's why i like to kind of talk about this on my podcast because i'm all about like the reality of the situation i am here to kill your boner good and destroy the fantasy so like if you think porn is like all of you know these beautiful people having perfect sex within a 30 minute span no breaks like comfortable positions yeah no one else watching no room is the accurate temperature for a perfect sexual experience (laughs) you don't have to do reverse cowgirl yeah of course no yeah reverse cowgirl every girl's least favorite position it's just like doing squats for a long period of time it's terrible and that 60 minute final cut they get i'm like yeah you don't even know how much was behind the rest of that you didn't see the six hours that we were there doing the thing just to get those minutes yeah yeah uh, so you are, are you going to the awards? Yeah, of course. Of course you are. And um, that makes sense because one of your movies, Perspective, yes. by Adult Time, I know right. is up for a lot of awards. Very well deserving of them. So. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about your character and what that was like for you? So my character in the movie, obviously, stars Seth Gamble and um, Angela White. And they are uh, in like a kind of tumultuous relationship and they're a little bit on the edge of... Uh, because of nerves, kind of, and 
it kind of explores this idea of like insecurity a lot where Angela in her mind is kind of in this like abusive relationship like verbally not necessarily physically but just emotionally and verbally kind of abusive except it's more distant and obviously it kind of hits on those same ideas that like you don't always know what your partner's thinking. So if you're not communicating, there's the kind of things that get misconstrued. Right. So she goes down this line, um, and it shows the first, the beginning of it is um, partly shown through Seth's perspective. So his perspective on it is that um, I, in, in reality, I'm just a, a guy who showed up to check their, like, power meter, essentially from, like, the state or whatever, to mm-hmm. do my job. But he obviously finds sees that like I'm an attractive guy and like gets in his head that like maybe Angela is doing something behind his back. You know, maybe she's going down this road with him. So the beginning of it explores it from his perspective where he sees me and my character and I am not not a speaking role. There's really not anything to it because my character's more just the bravado and the energy that comes from it hits on all those insecurities for someone whoever is questioned if their wife or their other is maybe cheating on them with someone it's, it's your idea because who the person is in reality if it's happening is not going to be everything that you think they are they just represent everything that you think you're not to your right. partner yeah. so that's kind of what my job was in that sense was just to kind of take her and ravish her which is absolutely amazing like <laughs> best day on work ever yeah um, nobody minds yeah. working with Angela like, White yeah you know you just grab <laughs> Angela and just like to touch her all over and make out with her and kiss her and then you end up having sex with her and yeah. I'm like and I get paid for this and I'm like yeah, okay uh, you guys are idiots cool I was like, <laughs> but no um, it was a great experience to work with her because I, I worked with her once but never on that personal of a level mm. and especially at the point that we were supposed to get where there's like a scene that we did through well through the beginning and it's all kind of chopped into it um, where we're just in kind of like the most movie script way because it's very much a movie script it very much has that drama to it where we're just grabbing each other making out with each other and just kind of taking each other in the whole way in down this hallway and the whole time Seth's character is believing that this is something real that's happening when in reality it's just his envisionment of the things he can't do for Angela or hasn't done for Angela right, right. and so rather than having it my personal role be like a speaking and talking role where you develop a character it's just more of a figment kind of character yeah. which goes into it but yeah the, the acting through it was really awesome and it was really easy with Angela especially just to be intimate with her because that's you know she's amazing at it so yeah. um, it was a really fun role to do it was a really fun thing to, to play too just because uh, it relied more on this energy kind of like every instance you see in a movie where a man like takes a woman is like you're like oh like you know romance novel type yes. of thing that's kind of where you had to just go with it because you can't speak you can't tell her beautiful things you can't call her anything you can't speak these words of affirmation to her you just have to show her through physical or like eye contact or emotional vulnerability so it was a really deep kind of thing to do but yeah it was a lot of fun I really enjoyed shooting it yeah I definitely noticed from watching the movie it was really interesting how Brie had your character and things from Seth's perspective yes a minimal amount of dialogue yeah. in terms of the characters being played out through when we see everything through Seth's eyes and then when we see everything through Angela's eyes there's so much dialogue and so much communication because you know she's she's living in the reality and she's trying to kind of 
and disentangle herself from this toxic relationship. Right. So I thought that that was really well done and thought out really, you know, well in the script writing. Yeah, there was a lot more of it was the dramatic elements. Yes. Where words didn't need to be said because everyone right. identifies with the situation. Right. I mean, I would think for most people, you've been in a relationship at some point where you knew that it soured at some point and you kind of both kept along with it. Yeah. And then a lot of it was more your own emotional headspace that was being compromised rather than just sitting down and going like, hey, if I'm not giving you what you need or I'm not being a good partner, maybe we can talk this out or figure this out. But right. instead, you just spiral down this idea in your head that, you know, okay, like everything is going wrong or the way I would never have it go and that creates even more problems. Right, right, right. I think it was much more intense with the color theory they did in the movie and yeah. just the, the blank spaces with something adult time and gamma or, you know, that for some parts of different movies where they specifically re-asked you, like, I want there to be that silence. I want there to be that uncomfortable air mm-hmm. that, like, we can feel it on set where they're acting it, let alone when it comes out in post-production. It's like... There's so much power in those moments of silence. you're waiting, you're anticipating it, you're letting your own mind wander. So everyone's perspective of what's about to happen is going to be different based on your own life experiences. And it gives you a very, like, uh, identifiable part to the movie. You really grasp with it to be... it's happened to me before. Like it's going to happen the same way, and it happens differently for every single person. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, good luck. Are you? What are you nominated for? Nothing. I, I, no, I'm not. I have movies up there. I mean, obviously, Perspective is up there. Right. Um, Adelaide for Miss X so has a big role in that one as well. Um, there is just typical run-of-the-mill scenes, gangbang stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I'm not a person, like, I enjoy the awards, and I will obviously humbly accept any award that I've ever given, but I don't put a lot of focus into that, so I honestly, when asked that question, I don't know when I'm nominated It's really, I know. I ABN.com, control F, and then yeah. Cody Steele, and you can search me. <laughs> I know, it's kind of the same for me, because the only one that sticks out in my mind is Best Web Director for Twisties, um, and then I'm nominated for, like, two other things, and I totally forgot what they were. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. And when saying that too, I don't mean to put any directors at that angle. Too, yeah, where it's like I don't care enough about what I did for you. No, of course I'm absolutely gracious for yeah. all the opportunities for that. It's just that for me personally, I don't always write everything down and look at it. So. Yeah, and also too, I mean the awards are great in in the sense that it's you know a celebration of all the accomplishments in this industry and everybody's hard work. But it's also like one of those things that if you're working all the time, if you're loving your job if you're proud of the work that you're doing then you're kind of already a winner and the awards are just like a nice little side thing but it's not it's not everything to me it's it's just the people it's the people and the freedom of sexual expression that really gets me yeah and that's where my wheelhouse is that's what I like I like to express myself through that route right Um, and so this gives me the opportunity to do that and then meeting people I stay around with people I talk with that's what's worth it to me rather than you know doing the whole obviously the awards are amazing and I would be happy to win anything that I can win so Yeah. yeah well you're already a winner in my book, Cody. Well, thank you. I'd like to win any day with you. So, um, well, thank you so much for coming on. Can you tell you. everybody where they can find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter um, at Cody Triple X Steel, C O D E Y Triple X S T E L E. Instagram is just my handle, Cody Steel, although I don't use it too often. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Well, have a wonderful rest of your convention. Best of luck at the awards. And thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you so much for having me. 
Holly Randall Unfiltered is brought to you by Uberlube. When it comes to sex products, my sets are the ultimate testing ground for a brand's effectiveness. Last week, I had this really tricky scene for twisties. I had to shoot two girls having anal strap-on sex in a bathtub with angel wings on. I won't even get into all the logistical difficulties that come with shooting in a bathtub or with huge wings strapped to your back. I'm here to talk specifically about the often challenging task of shooting penetration combined with water. Now, if you've ever tried to have sex in a tub, you know that the water can really dry up any natural lubrication. So a water-resistant lube is key. One of Uberlube's claims to fame is its silicone-based formula, which makes sex and water actually feasible and enjoyable. And you know what? They were right. Of all the challenges I faced that day, keeping the strap-on sex lubed and comfortable was not one of them. So that proved it. I am sold on Uberlube. And you should be too. So slide on over to uberlube.com and get 10% off and free shipping when you use my code HOLLY. That's 10% off plus free shipping. Just use code HOLLY at uberlube.com. Hello, everybody. I am back. I am here with Aubrey Kate. Aubrey, how are you? I am amazing. How are you? I'm great. So you're signing here at the Adult Time booth. Yes. How has it been so far for you? Um, today has been so crazy busy. I ran a ran out of all of my pictures to sign that they brought for me, so I had to like go over to my other booth and grab something. Oh my to god. Sign. So yeah, it's been very crazy, and the fans are very. Uh, Aggressive, touchy today. It's kind of are they? <laughs> they kind of are. Yeah, you know, I, I that is one complaint from a lot of girls because some girls like don't mind being groped and grabbed, and then yeah. other girls are like, hey, maybe you should ask me. Maybe you should like consider boundaries and consent. I mean, I don't really mind, but I think like when they like start touchy, like, touchy, like yeah, your butt, I'm just like, okay, yeah. <laughs> one I picture know. is cool, but when you keep taking like twenty, I'm like, all right. Yeah, I know. It gets it gets a little much. And it's it's hard to, you know, it's like you don't want to ruin the moment because right. you know, they're so excited to meet you and right. be like, dude, back off. Exactly. But it's kind of like, and I'm really nice and shy, so yeah. I'm like, I do it, but then I kind of feel like I need to wash my hands. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's one of the unfortunate things. So if there are any fans that come to the show that are listening, um, it's much appreciated by the girls if you ask. And just kind of be respectful. Like, these are people. Right. And I mean, if you ask me, I'll be like, yeah, for sure. But I think it's the ones that just, like, do it. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I would have done it if you asked me. But yeah, yeah. Just treating you kind of like you're yeah, like an animal. object. And yeah, you're, uh, like a petting zoo almost. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you are um, a really important figure, I think, in this new movement where we're actually seeing trans stars getting more and more exposure. Um, it's kind of a new thing, and it's really wonderful to see. You were the first ever trans star to be signed to a contract yes. by a big studio, Evil right. Angel. So how was that when it happened? Like, when they asked you, were you surprised? Like, did you feel that it was kind of a monumentous moment? Um, definitely. I was signing for their booth, um, and that was the first year I won, and I was kind of talking to them about different things and doing things that have never been done before. Um, and I think they definitely, like, took me under their wing, and it was very awesome. Um, they were very, like, hands-on, and, like, whatever I wanted to do, they were willing to work with me, and if I didn't want to do something, they didn't make me do it. But they also pushed my boundaries, you 
know, I did double anal for them. I did oh a few gangbangs. And yeah. I did all these crazy things that I never thought I would be able to do. Right. Um, but I love it because I just feel like I've learned so much about myself and about my body and what I like and what I don't like. And I think being with them, it's like I said, they just, they're very willing to let me do whatever I want. Yeah. I've talked to so many girls over the years that have talked about how porn has really helped them embrace their sexuality and explore it. And like you just said, recognize what they like and what they don't like. So what is one thing that you found that you really like that porn kind of brought out in you that maybe surprised you a little bit? so much that I can't just like pick one pick little one thing. thing. Yeah. Um I don't think I was ever like a big bottom. You know, like getting fucked. Like yeah, it's hot, but I was never like, oh yeah, like fuck me. I always love just like sucking dick. Like, okay. I'm very oral. Like okay. I love oral. Like even on girls, like mm-hmm. that's something that I enjoy is like oral sex. Right. But um think like after getting into it I think I started to enjoy anal sex Mm -hmm. and it's just like kind of getting used to it and learning like the different positions that feel better for me and what I like and yeah, because anal is one of those things that it can feel great or it can also feel terrible. Right. Like, you need to do you know, it like the that, right like, way. When it, like, goes in and it just starts burning, you, like, get it out and it's, like, that sting for, yeah. like, 30 seconds, you know? Yeah. And I feel like when I first started that I'm very nice and very easy to work with, so I would just, like, not say anything, you know, and I'd be in pain. But, like, right. now I feel like I'm a little bit more vocal and be like, hey, like, can we warm up the little off camera and, like, mm-hmm. make this more smooth on camera? Yeah. And being like jabbing and like yeah, yeah, yeah. going for it. I mean, I'm down for like the rough, but like yeah. I need to start a little passionate. Yeah. I think one of the in. nice things about exploring your sexuality in porn is that you're doing it on a set with a bunch of people and you're creating a product, right? So I feel there's so much more communication. Right. And I feel safe, mm-hmm. you know? Like yeah. on camera, it's just like you have a group of people there, you know, rather than just like going and meeting some guy and be like, hey, do you want to tie me up and whatever? And it's yeah. just like, what happens if this guy doesn't let me loose? Yeah. Or like something like that, where it's on camera, I'm very comfortable now, mm-hmm. where I would probably try anything on right. camera, just because I know that it's not real, you know? I mean, it's yeah. real, but it's like... But it's, it's, it's a manufactured... Right. Karma RX calls yeah. it manufactured intimacy, which I actually really like. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're right. You're you're on a set. You've got a bunch of other people around. You're all working together to produce a product. And everybody there is all about communication because you have to communicate in order to produce something. Exactly. So, And it's something that everybody's comfortable with doing as opposed to being with somebody who maybe has poor communication skills right. and you're just, like, in their bedroom after, like, a night out. Yeah. It's like that weird thing that like you don't want to say something because they could take it the wrong way. Exactly, and so you just do it, and then you're uncomfortable, and it just gets yeah. worse and worse, and then you're like, God, I don't ever want that experience again. Yeah, right. yeah. I think a lot of people don't understand that contrary to popular belief, porn really can be a wonderfully safe environment if you're working with the right people to explore. Exactly. Those I things. mean, there's definitely companies where I'm like, okay, I'm never going to work with them yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course. Like, I think I've been in it long enough that I know who I want to work with, and 
I only work with the companies that I want to, mm-hmm. and I'm fortunate to be able to do that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's talk about um, your trans glam scene with Angela White, because you said that that was something that really stuck out to you this year. It did. Um, it was just... Johnny Darko is such an amazing photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of funny because I, when I did that scene, he forgot to take all my pretty girls. So oh God, I to- I've totally done that. <laughs> I've totally done that. Yeah. Oh. So when I left, he's like, um, "So the scene was amazing, but I only have pictures of you and Angela." So I had to like come back and like he just gave me a whole photo shoot and gave me the whole like Johnny Darko experience. Yeah. So that was really fun. But Angela is so intense. Yeah. You know, and like her eyes, and I feel like I'm kind of like when I'm on camera, I feel like I snap and I'm just like a completely different person. Mm-hmm. You know, so we just had those like eyes, and it was just like so intense, and it was just like, wow. Yeah. I can't think of anybody who had said they had a bad experience filming with Angela yeah, White. It's just like her name comes up so often. Right. It's so great. But it's, you know, I mean, she's the epitome of, of what a great porn star is somebody exactly. who is all, a good performer, but also like professional, really enjoys nice. it. Yeah. 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 What um what do you think is your favorite thing about working in the adult industry? Um, I mean I am a very sexual person. Mm-hmm. So I feel like being able to have like safe sex and also like making money, you know, it's just like it's a win win. Yeah. And it's just I don't know, sometimes it's just like work, but I feel like a lot of the time it's just like I'm getting paid to like do something I would do anyways. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, it's you know I've said this so many times. It's it's not always the right job for everybody. There are a lot of people who are in porn that, that it's probably not the right choice for them. But for a small group of people, it's like the perfect career. Yeah, like no, I I, I love my life. You know, like it's amazing. It, it definitely changed. I was in a relationship for five years. You know, mm-hmm. and he hated it, mm-hmm. and it was just awful. And I was just kind of like. I kind of was depressed, you know, because yeah. I was just like, oh, maybe I am not a good girlfriend. Maybe, like, you know, I am just a slut. And mm-hmm. I feel like it was just, like, such a toxic relationship yeah. that it's just now I'm just, I'm happy. I'm doing what I want to do. And it's just like, I just want to make myself happy. Yeah. That's, like, where the point I am in life right now. Yeah. So you feel like that sense of freedom and you can kind of just do whatever you want. Exactly. That's really nice. Yeah. But no, I love this industry. I, I love performing, but I've been talking and I really want to get into the directing side and mm-hmm. kind of do both mm-hmm. aspects of porn. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the great thing about the adult industry is there's so much mobility within different aspects of it. You know, it's there's, it's so many performers now are, are moving to the other side and, and starting to direct and coming up with amazing stuff. Yeah. So let's talk about um, your scene with Riley for the I Am Riley Showcase, because I know that that meant a lot to you. You said you were, like, a big fan of hers, right? Yes, I was, like, such a fangirl. Like, every avian I'd cook, be like, hi, I'm Aubrey. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Like, be with her, like, whoever she was with. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm very shy to meet girls like that. Yeah. You know, just a small little niche. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I've always had a big crush on her, and I've always followed her. So to work with her was like a dream, and I was just like, "This is so fun." Yeah, I just how, wanted to end. How was she like on set? Like, was she different than what you expected? Um, kinda. She was just like super sweet. Like, and I feel like she was a little shy, but not like I kind of feel like we're a little similar. Like, we're both shy, but then like when the camera turned on, we were like 
so nice and so sweet and every time I see her now she like comes up to me so it's like it's really cool. Do you think that was probably one of your best scenes of the year? Um I think it's probably my most like fun mm-hmm. Um I just don't know like I like to talk but I don't think I'm a good top. I think I'm better at bottoming and taking it and yeah. being like the little fuck doll. Yeah. Are you more submissive? Then? I'm definitely submissive. Okay. Yeah, when they try, like when they try to make me be dominant, I'm, I don't know, sometimes they laugh because it's not me. So I like yeah. to take the moment yeah, yeah. to get going. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying. I'm trying to play try. both parts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's good to diversify. Right. So it's just hard because it's not me. Then, like, right. You know? Yeah. No, I understand. So, uh, you were also the first trans person to win XBiz, ABN, and the TA Awards all in the same year, right? Yeah. And that was kind of when you first started? Um, no, I think that was, like, three years ago. Okay. So, it was, like, kind of, like, three, four years in. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And are you going to the awards on Saturday? I will. My mom's coming. <gasps> Is it her first time? It's her first time. Oh my god! She's never like seen any of my stuff. Uh huh. But she, I called her my very, very first scene after I filmed. I called her and I was like, um, I just filmed a scene, like talking about it. It's like, well, you're gonna be naked on the internet. Like, just be the best you can be. That's so, really great. She's very supportive. Um, I'm really excited. That's awesome. We went shopping and got her dress. I had to like change my entire look because like oh. I want to match. You know, I want to be like you get to match with your mom. Kind of like not like the same thing, but like a sluttier version. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's so great. Like how many um, adult stars bring their parents? Right, and they to actually the gave her like a red carpet pass, so we're gonna be walking together. Oh, so that's I'm, so like, cool! Really excited. And every time like me and my mom are together, people think we're sisters. So I'm like really excited to see like Yay. what people are gonna say. That's great. And this is so wonderful because, you know, that dispels, again, the old myth that, like, you know, you always get those, like, are your parents, your parents must be proud of you, like, kind of bullshit. And, like, like, yeah, she actually is kind of. Yeah, I know. And it's like you have to argue that point, and, like, people don't believe you. They're like, that can't possibly be true. How could your parents accept you for who you are? That's insane. And and so it's so wonderful when I hear stories like that. Yeah, and it's, like, funny because my mom's, like, so conservative and, like, the CEO of, like, this huge company. Yeah. Like, it's not her, but just to be here for me is yeah. really special. But she excited. loves you. She does. You know? Yeah. And then, like, a great parent loves their child, like, no matter, no matter what. what. Exactly. And you're successful and you're killing it in this industry. And you're a role model for so many other trans performers. And you're, you know, finally, like, bringing a marginalized community up to light. And, you know, like, you guys are... I mean, I know that there's so much more that you guys could have there's more like exposure that you guys need but like you're kind of getting there you know yeah and you're and you're the person on the cusp of that wave you know like this is kind of like a new thing like a revolution and you're one of those people out in front i mean so what an incredible thing it's like so awesome like especially like the whole like avian cover and Mm -hmm. then like giving me the cover and like oh my god of you the botticelli painting the venus so i was just in italy um in florence like a couple of months ago and i went and saw that oh my god so I was like, oh my god, that's so great! What a and what an incredibly inventive and cool idea, right? It was just it was so special and so like I'll always remember that photo shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, it was an all day and it was just like all these different looks, but 
just to see that and now to see like Daisy Taylor to be like the second yeah. contact with Chance Angels yeah. like it's so awesome like I'm so happy for yeah. her you know like I just I hope other companies start like having more contract stars for TS you know like, yeah. it's really hard for us right. know, like a lot of people just I don't know think sex work is all we do mm-hmm. and it's kind of like yeah because people just discriminate or we go try to have a real job and they fire us being trans or they yeah. make fun of us and it's just yeah. like when we're in here and now that we have like a contract it's like guaranteed like they yeah. come for just a certain amount of time it's yeah. so nice and refreshing to be like I don't have to like worry about paying yeah. rent and doing yeah. something I don't want to do to like yeah. make money so it's, it's really awesome and I hope other companies just follow along yeah, I mean, I, I think it's happening. And, I mean, you could even argue, you know, that you're also kind of involved in advocacy, whether or not you realize it or not. Because think about it. Like, you as trans porn stars, I mean, talk about exposing yourself. You know what I mean? For, yeah. like, who you really are. Like, I mean, literally everything, you know? And it's, it's a powerful message. Right. And with trans, it's like you kind of see when they first start and you keep watching them for how long they stay in it's like you see them grow mm-hmm. it's like we start our hormones and then we get our boob job mm-hmm. or we get our face done you know yeah. so it's kind of like a diary yeah. of like us growing up yeah you know, like I see my first scene I'm like oh my god I look <laughs> awful you know I think I have a mustache and like you know my clip-in is hanging out and I like shot myself like in the face of my cum you know like that's like when it was cool and then now it's like hormones and I'm like I look pretty but <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, it's so great. Well, Aubrey, thank you so much for coming on. It was really a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for having me. Can you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yeah, my Instagram is official Aubrey Kate. My Twitter is Aubrey Kate Triple X. And then if you want to talk to me on my OnlyFans, it's OnlyFans backslash Aubrey Kate. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Aubrey. Thank you. Holly Randall Unfiltered is also brought to you by Manscaped. When was the last time you shaved your pride and joy? It's been a while, don't lie. See, we ladies are expected to keep our pubic hair neat and tidy, so I don't see why men should be allowed to get away with just letting theirs run wild. It's 2020 now, and that means gender equality for all. So we are all responsible for keeping our nether regions well-groomed. Now, luckily for you guys, you've got Manscaped on your side. I am talking about the new Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. It includes the Lawnmower 3.0, a revolutionary no-nick, no-cut electric trimmer, a pair of extremely comfortable Manscaped boxer briefs, plus their Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, products that keep balls from sweating, smelling, or sticking. In fact, they make your balls smell so good your partner is going to find it impossible to keep them out of their mouth. Get 20% off and free shipping with code Holly at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using my code Holly. Hello, listeners. Just a quick reminder that if you want to support this podcast and continue to allow me to bring you quality programming on the adult industry and sexuality in general, that joining my Patreon 
is something that really helps me out. At patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered, you get access to watch these interviews live, which means you get them way before they are released on the free platforms. Plus, you get access to free prints. I give away free books, memberships to my website, access to my bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life with Eva, as well as exclusive behind the scenes interviews with your favorite stars that I do not release on the public platforms. So go to patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered and join me there. You asked, I listened, I finally got her here, even if it's for a brief moment. One of the most requested guests. Oh my Lord. She's finally in front of me. I captured her for you guys, India Summer. Here we are, kids. <laughs> finally. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Good. How has the convention been so far for you? You know what? This is the first time I stepped onto the floor this year. Ah. And it will be my last, probably. So, really? Yes, I'm going to sign. I might just be done. But it looks like it's pretty exciting out there, to be honest. It's changing. Very much so. It's Every much single year. I'm not sure what I'm going to walk into. So right? here we are. So when you say you may not come next year, does that mean you're retiring? No, I might not come the next couple of days. Like I'm oh. signing for these guys and I'm not sure. You know, I might just do my thing today. And I okay. don't really go to do red carpet anymore. I don't do the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so this might be my big four hours of fun. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I'm not going to the awards. You're not. Um, yeah. I'm not doing the red carpet. Yeah. I feel like just, you know, when you've been in the industry for a while, like so we long. have. Yes. We've, we've, we've done, done it. it. Yeah. We put our time in. It was great. It was fabulous. But we're over. But it's a thing. <laughs> it's like a, a huge event in yeah. and of itself. And in a day when you're doing a million other things to put it together is a lot of work. So it's a lot. Yeah. How long have you been in the industry now? Um, you know, I pretty much started full-time in 07, mm-hmm. to be honest. I think they're counting 06, and I did some things, but I quit my full-time job and jumped fully onto it in 07. So I think that makes, like, 14 years? 13, 14? I'm a, I'm a reading teacher, not math, so. <laughs> and I can't count this moment, so. That's okay. Yes. Math was never my strong right. suit either. That's what calculators are for. Exactly. What were you doing before you got into porn? You know, I had a few jobs, um, but right when I started shooting in the industry, I was working as a financial analyst. Oh, wow. Very exciting. I had my own little cubicle. (laughs) It was awesome. (laughs) So that was my big job. Do you ever... You know, sometimes on set where there are really long days, yes. sometimes we're not vibing with the people on set or the partners. I mean, everybody's sure. got their bad day, but do you ever have a day when you're just kind of like, ugh, but then you remember those days in the cubicle and you're like, this is still better than that? <laughs> yes, that is exactly what I remember, to be honest. I'm like, well, there are other things that could be going on, but I am lucky enough And when that does happen, I find other things on set as well, Mm -hmm. where I'm like, I either really enjoy the crew, Mm -hmm. you know, if one thing's bothering me, there's always something you can try and find to like try and bring some joy (laughs) to the day. (laughs) Yeah, right. right. Yes. What has been one of the most toughest scenes that you've ever done? Oh. Like just in terms of, it could be anything. It could be the talent, it could be the weather, it could be the circumstances. Is there anything that like sticks out in your mind that was just like, man, that was really rough? 
You know, I ventured into BDSM, mm-hmm. which was something I never really thought that I wanted to do. And then it was presented to me and I jumped into that arena. And to be honest, as fun as it was, there were tough days where you're like, can you really do this? Mm-hmm. And are you going to look like a fool on camera and not be able to do it? You know, yeah. so there were really pressing moments in the BDSM realm that I did for kink. Um ended up having a blast but there were pressing moments where you're like oh shit I just don't know if I'm going to make it through this and of course I could have called at any time but getting through that was sometimes a challenge for me and and I enjoyed the challenge but it could get challenging can you be more specific was it like anal oh no just the um, either the bondage that was happening Mm -hmm. was either you know extremely strenuous at the time added on with sex mm-hmm. while you're in bondage um, just the pressure of the scene in general yeah. and you're like oh my god yeah. I'm here make the most of it yeah. you know I mean besides random there's one scene that is sticking out in my mind like glaring at me right now because it happened recently and it was truly dreadful um, in most sense of the word yeah and to get through it it took a lot to do to put that face on to tr- to just try and tell yourself remember that you're on camera every moment of this scene right no matter what is happening behind you they're going to edit out the fans will never know what was really happening so right. just pretend and um, getting through those can be very difficult sometimes yeah mm-hmm. I'm assuming you probably don't want to give me specifics no. otherwise I feel like you would <laughs> I would give it away you would have done it you know there were struggles happening Lots of struggling, and for me, I don't have any struggles. I'm lucky enough to be able to fake everything all day long. If so, me, like if male talent struggling, yes, yeah, yes, and um, that happens. It happens, but yeah. sometimes it happens worse than others. Yeah, you know, and you're like, is there any hope? <laughs> <laughs> and are we really going to continue on with this? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a scene once for Digital Playground that was really, really involved, and it like it had to do with like they took the whole scene and they like made it black and white and then added like color in certain parts so it was like this really strenuous scene where not only did we three special effects with like blood going everywhere but we had to change like we had to do like chroma key lip color and stuff like that and keep changing it so that like you know what I mean it was like green lipstick but like it would come out red like once they fixed it so it was just like a lot right it took us about 16 hours just to shoot the dialogue. Oh, dear God. Just the dialogue and all the pre-stuff. And so we didn't start the sex. You actually did sex the same day. Yeah. Oh, dear God. We didn't. It was only one scene. (laughs) We didn't start the sex until, like, after midnight. Oh, yeah. The 2 a.m. scenes are the best, right? (laughs) The guy was really... Done. He was done. He's done. And he was struggling. And the girl... What she's one of my favorite people, but she's also somebody who doesn't have a ton of patience. Sure, for people, no tolerance, no tolerance, and can't even fake the fact that it was just awful. And I just said, yeah. I was like, this is like, are, is this going to happen? Right. Are we gonna After you put this sixteen hours in, you're relying on that last hour to yeah. just bring it home. Yeah, and that yeah, yeah. We just spent sixteen hours <laughs> on the part that probably most and people I can't are really replace through. anyone. Yeah, no, exactly. And and now we get to shoot the part that people are actually going to watch. And, and here we are. And like, uh, and that is always on our minds. Yeah. Especially when I used to do a lot of features that would happen more yeah. often than not. It would be 
12, 1, 2 a.m. even for Penthouse City. Yeah. And you're like, we're really going to start this now. Yeah. They're, re- they're really going to do this. Yeah. And you're like, can't we just come back at 8 a.m.? I know. Shoot an hour of sex and be done. But no, they go for it. And yeah. and I, it really was upsetting to me at the time because performance is everything. It's like yeah. you said, they're fast forwarding to the shit that you just spent 16 hours on. Yeah. And now this key moment where we're suffering, we haven't eaten for 16 hours, mm-hmm. where our makeup is like shot and mm-hmm. the guy has to bring it and we have to pretend to bring it at least. <laughs> yeah. So it's, you know. I know. It's like in a perfect world, I would love to have one day just to do all the dialogue yes. and one day just to do the sex awesome so that sex. the performers were like refreshed yeah. and they had energy and they were ready to bring it. But yeah, it just often works out like... You can't do more that than not because yep. of location or costuming. Oh, yeah. There's so million many like, things. Yeah. yeah, but in a perfect world, oh. maybe if more people paid for their porn, oh, then yeah, we would heard have of the that money. situation. We would have the money to do that <laughs> to care more. Oh my god, that <laughs> just care that, more. Wouldn't that be amazing? With money, yes, yes, it would be great. Yeah. So you are. An incredibly popular performer. Well, thank you. People really, really love your scenes. And there's something... I don't know how to describe the way that you are on camera specifically, but there's something very authentic about your scenes. And there's, like... You have an easy kind of grace to you. There's something very, I don't know, almost like a comforting thing. Like, wow. There's something about... I've heard all of these words and they amaze me every single time I hear them. But there's something about you in a scene where, like, you just feel like, like, India's just gonna take care of this. settle in and let this happen. She's just like, you just have this quiet air of authority. Wow. Which is just really captivating. Like... Should do, you, I, do you know why you're so good, I India? Would, should I blow this out of the water for myself right now? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I am nervous probably before every single scene. Mm. Obviously less now, but I am still nervous before every scene. And that the words that you just used are something that um, all of my fans have always said to me. And I feel like I jumped into this business... And I really did it because I liked sex. Right. So I feel like I just got to have sex on camera. I am an exhibitionist, so I love being watched. Right. So for me, it was a very easy thing to do. And I guess that that is coming across on camera. It's not... I am... Sometimes I'm more of a nervous wreck than others, but obviously I'm pulling it off acting like I'm as smooth as can be um, and some days are smooth but you know things happen and um, I just really have enjoyed my job from day one mm-hmm. and every day is something different in this business even if it's the same person that you've had sex with many many times right. anything can happen um, and so I just enjoy the atmosphere I enjoy being on set with the crew watching like I said and I enjoy the actual performance and so I just kind of like try and let myself go right and um, I I don't know how else to explain it and and I am really glad that that is being portrayed on camera so yeah because you do get nervous about all of those things Yeah. yeah of course so what do you think is the biggest misconception that the general public has about porn? Oh my god, we have to narrow it to one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have five minutes, so you gotta pick one. Oh, one, the biggest misconception, there are really, it runs the gamut, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Um, 
God, from drugs to like STDs, like I don't know, where do you start? Mm. Honestly. And for me, like, I'm not on social media anymore, so I don't know what those humans are talking about these days. But um, I know before I started, maybe it was drugs. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone thought, you know, those guys are crazy. They're doing this many drugs on set and this and that. And I literally came, I don't know how many times, how many movies I've shot, how many sets I've been on. I could count on one hand and probably not even fill it up as to how many times there have been drugs on a set Mm -hmm. that I have been around. Yeah. So, you know, coming into a business and people are coming from everywhere to shoot porn. Like I came from Iowa, Mm -hmm. you know, we're coming from small places and I just, there weren't the amount of drugs and craziness that people think go on on a set. We're just mostly people, you know, I have a college degree. I work for the government, you know, I came in, you know, having had a previous job, some people don't, whatever. It's all different backgrounds, but we come together and hopefully for a good cause of sex and to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it is, you know, so often people put themselves in the position of the person that they're judging. Sure. And we see other people through the lenses of the lens of our own experience. Yes. So we think to ourselves, I could never do that. I could never do a gangbang. I could never do anything. I could never have sex on camera. Sure. I would have to be on so many drugs in order to do that. So Good that point. person must also must assume that we're that all way. doing drugs to be able to do what we do. Because yeah. that's my experience. Sure. And I think that that's one of the greatest faults of like the human condition is not is recognizing that everybody has their own experience, their own yes. feelings, their own opinions and that you can't judge Capable somebody of all things. Yeah, yes. Depend based on like what your life has been like or what yes. your thoughts and feelings are. Yes. Yeah. And I have, you know, it does run the gamut as far as people you meet in this business, but I have really met some really great people, yes. you know, and that's another thing. People think we're all crazy mm-hmm. and on these drugs, but most people are just pretty centered and have yeah. come to make money for college or to just passing through to get on with their lives. Or some of us are here to have a good time and see how long it lasts. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, I, and that's the thing. I think that, you know, people think that everybody in the adult industry is like a sexual deviant. Oh. It's like, you know, you can be a sexual person and you can yes. be an intelligent person. You can yes. be a responsible person. It, you can be multifaceted. It can be all of these things. And enjoy sex at yeah. the same time. Yeah, that is a huge, huge issue. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh, India. Well, thank you so much for coming I'm on. I'm so glad we got to do this. Yes. I'm very glad. Let's do some more in LA when we're at home and can enjoy. Yeah. I would love that. I would love to have you on for a full hour. Awesome. I have a lot of questions for you. And oh boy. A lot of people want to hear more from you. Oh, that would be awesome. It was wonderful to have even a moment of your time. Well, thank you. Every moment counts. So it was good to be here. I was going to say, because I usually close out my interviews with, can you tell everybody where you are on social media? But you are not on social media. You can't find me unless you buy some porn. (laughs) (laughs) The only way to find me. So, yeah, basically the only way you're going to get to know India is through my podcast. Exactly. It's the only social way you'll find me. Exactly. Yes. All right, India. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to my show. If you're a longtime listener or a new one, I've got a lot of interviews. So make sure you check out everything from the beginning of my catalog because there's some real gems back in the early days of the show. And if you enjoy this show, there's a couple of things that you can do to support it. First of all, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, rate me five stars and leave a review. 
it's incredibly helpful to get my show up in the charts. Secondly, you can join my Patreon for as little as $5 a month and watch the interviews stream live, which by the way, gives you access to my episodes way before anyone else. You can also get signed prints, books, merchandise, such as shirts and mugs, access to my private Snapchat, and a free membership to my website, hollyrandall.com. Plus, I offer tons of bonus content, Q&A with your favorite guests that you cannot hear on the free platforms, and of course, my exclusive bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life, that I do with my production manager, Eva. It gives you a real and hilarious insight into what it takes to run a small porn company like mine. Because trust me, my job, though stressful, awkward, and facepalm ridiculous as it is sometimes, well, it's never boring. And we definitely give you the juicy behind-the-scenes dish that you can't get anywhere else. Plus, Eva's dating life is absolutely hilarious, and she holds nothing back. So go to patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered and join the community. Your support helps me in my journey to change people's minds about the adult industry and hopefully the lives of the people in it.